Well, good morning, my friends. It is an early morning. Um, it's a Sunday morning, um, May 9th, and uh, I'm recording this for uh, Tuesday, June 1st. Working ahead in the book of Mark, staying ahead and doing my preparation and study. I uh, I can't believe this is already podcast number 298. Podcast number 298, closing in on 300. We are in Mark chapter 4, and um, Jesus uh, has been teaching in parables. Remember, the reason that he taught in parables um, was because it would really take work for people to uh, to understand what he was saying in order to see if they were willing to put the work in. And those that were willing to listen, because he tells us in Luke chapter 8, in verse 18, we need to be careful how we hear. And in Mark 4, 24, we need to be careful what we listen to. And I think that's a good admonition for us today. Be careful what we listen to. Be careful how we hear. When we're in a situation where we can hear the truth, we need to just, um, we need to hone in on it. That's why I love um, Bibles and not apps in church. Of course, I love Bibles and not apps at home as well. Because I wanna I wanna dig into the words. I wanna I wanna feel the pages uh in my hands. Uh Don who cleans up my podcast had told him, Don't clean them up too much. I want people to know that that I'm turning with them from page to page, from book to book. It's not just a bunch of uh, st- stuff that, that comes out. Uh, and I know that there are days that I'm probably confusing. I know there are days that what I say maybe hasn't added to you that day. But it isn't my desire just to do a podcast so I have something to do. There are other things to do. It's my, po- uh, it's my desire to do a podcast that maybe something during the day that is shared will add to your day. Maybe add to your life in a significant way as the as we study the word it does. So he spoke these parables, and in in chapter four he finishes up with uh, the the lamp under a basket, the parable of the seed, and the parable of the mustard seed, the parable of the seed growing, and the parable of the mustard seed. So let's um, see how far we get this morning. I don't think we'll get through all of it because I really. As I was zoning in this morning on just uh, verses 21 through 25, some other scriptures came to mind. So, so I thought I'd just share. So let's let's get going in Mark chapter four, verse 21. Familiar um, portion of scripture, familiar story of the lamp under a basket, but it's much deeper. It's much deeper than than just the story of a lamp in a basket. Um, verse 21. He said to them, "Is a lamp brought?" in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand. He's sitting with his disciples, probably talking to them using a lamp. He's using a lamp to to light the room. That's what they they were. They were these, not the, the, the lamps that you and I would think, of, uh, think about, but they were this simple, simple common object. Let's hear what Wearsby defines this. I love this. A lamp was a clay dish filled with oil, with a wick put into the oil. In order to give light, the lamp had to use itself up. It had to use itself up. In order to give light, the lamp had to use itself up and the oil had to be replenished. If the lamp was not lit or it was covered up, 
It did the home no good. Think about those terms. The the lamp, in order to do what it needed to do, had to be used up. And in order to be effective continuously, it had to be filled up. It had to be used up and filled up and used up and filled up. See, it's so, it's so much bigger than just this ordinary common lamp. It is the process of the lamp doing what it needs to do to be able to be something that functions and is usable and is um, something that would, would bring benefit. A simple clay bowl with oil in it and a wick. But when it's lit, it does amazing things. It sheds light. It illuminates everything around us. It causes the darkness to flee and light comes. All this from a simple clay object. And when I was reading this, this other scripture came to mind. I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 7 through 18. And see if you see the correlation between Mark chapter 4 and the lamp and what Paul talks about here. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7, But we have this treasure in jars of clay. He's talking about the treasure of the gospel in chapter 4, the first six verses. That this gospel has a, has, it needs a place to reside and then it needs to be poured out, used up, and then replenished and poured out and used up and replenished. What is it for? It's to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. The oil that replenishes the lamp, oil represents the Holy Spirit, but it can also represent the scripture being poured into us and then poured out of us and poured into us and poured out of us. In order for the lamp to be effective, it must have oil. It must have something to burn up, something to burn up so that it may illuminate, not just for the person, but for the person around. See, we are vessels to be used up and then to be replenished and to be used up and then to be replenished. Verse 8, Paul begins to talk about what it means to be this earthen vessel. He says, We're, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. So he says, we are these clay vessels and the pressures against us do not destroy what's within us. The pressures against us do not destroy what is within us. Verse 10, always carrying in the body or our bodies the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. We always bear in our bodies the cost that Jesus paid so that that cost that Jesus paid may flow from us so that others would hear the price that Jesus paid. They would hear the gospel. But we're 
perplexed and we're persecuted and we're pushed against and, and the pressures of this world come against us. And what does that do? Almost like a wine press, it squeezes us and the goodness comes out. And what is the goodness? It's not us. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Verse 11, for we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. We live for a purpose, and that purpose is to make the death of Jesus significant to people who are dead in their spiritual lives. We are those vessels, and those vessels are to be poured out, filled up, poured out, filled up for one purpose, to make Jesus known. So death is at work in us. Listen to this, but life is at work in you. So as we are used up, as what we have to give comes out of us, it's, a, it's as if we are dying to ourselves afresh and anew so that new life springs up in others. He says, death's at work in us. The death of Jesus, the death to ourselves, the death to who we who we wanted to be and who we thought we would be. But now it's so much better because, because, because the death of Jesus Christ is made manifest in and through me as this clay jar. And as I'm used up and filled up, others come to know about the death and the life of Jesus Christ. Verse 13. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. This is so good. This is so good. He says, we have this same faith. We have this same spirit of faith. And I believe it. And because I believe it, the obvious next step is that I speak. Not that I just believe it or I hold on to it, but that I believe it and I speak it. We also believe we are all, and so we also speak, knowing that he was raised the Lord Jesus. He who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. I said, listen, it doesn't really matter what happens to us because he who rose, uh, raised Jesus from the dead will also raise us. So whether, Paul says, whether I live or whether I die, it's all gain. Because to be absent from this body, 2 Corinthians 5, 8, is to be at home with the Lord. So it's all going to work out okay, whether I live or whether I die. But if I believe, I must speak. For it is for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. It's okay that I'm being used up. It's okay that my life is under all of these uh, outside, outside external pressures because that's the purpose of the lamp. The purpose of the lamp is to be used up to cause illumination to come to many. And as it does, grace extends to more and more people and it increases thanksgiving and it's all for the glory of God. Verse 16, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Though we're being used up like a lamp, we're being replenished day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. 
Everything that's happening happens for a reason. And everything that happens strengthens me, prepares me for something even greater. Turn really quick to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 18, he says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy, are worth comparing to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Wow. It's not worth even worrying about. Whether it's it's COVID or whether it's um, whether it's uh, struggles to make a living, whether it's uh, health issues of some kind, whether it's being persecuted, none of it's worth. None of it's worth even mentioning. I think sometimes we focus on the external things rather than what the external things are providing for us. We're a lamp to be used up. So God, use us. Fill us, empty us, fill us, empty us. The emptying process burns away everything that is within us. And as it does, it prepares us for something even greater. Verse 18. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, they're temporary, they're here and they're gone, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Wow. Paul, Paul knew suffering. Paul knew what it was to be abused. He knew what it was to be beaten. He knew, he knew what it was to be rejected. He knew what it was to be stoned. He knew what it was uh, to, be, to be betrayed. He knew what it was to suffer all of these things. And he said, none of that matters. What matters is being used up for the glory of God. So let's look back at chapter 4 of Mark. Two scriptures that... That I mentioned earlier, I want to mention again, verse 24, Mark chapter 4, verse 24, as we close. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use it, it will be measured to you and still more will be added to you. You want to be effective? You want to be effective for Christ? Use up everything he gives you. When he gives it to you, give it back out. Why? Because then he'll give you more. And then you'll give that out. And the more you give out, the more light shines to a world that so desperately needs it. Luke chapter 8, verse 18. Luke chapter 8, verse 18. The same parable, but, um, but Luke puts a different spin on it, and I love it. He says, not um, take care what you hear. He says, take care then how you hear. For to the one who has more, has more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. So be careful what you hear. Guard your heart, Proverbs 4.23, for out of it flow the issues of life. So be careful what you hear, and be careful how you hear it. How are you listening to the things of God? Are you listening intently? Are you listening to just take it in? Because he says, what you take in, if it's not given out, even that will be taken away. But if you take it in and you give it out, the more will be added and then you'll give more light and more people will hear the gospel. Come to grace. Come to find life. And, and then there'll be another vessel 
that we can light another vessel off of our light and another vessel and another vessel and another vessel in. And we'll bring light to a world that's so filled with darkness. And whatever it takes will be worth it. Because the purpose of the lamp is to give itself up to bring light. Let me land this thing in prayer. In Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. Until we talk again.